as far as the mission I'm on, I know the end game. I know where I'm going, which is to inspire hundreds of millions of people with the story of the rocket fuel concept. And, and I, I, I've coined it a law now, because if you implement what I'm about to tell you, it, it, it happens. Um, and to become unstoppable. I like know. I want people to feel and be unstoppable until we're plucked from this planet. We can achieve anything. And it's not just a, a woo-woo like mindset thing. It's not, a, it, it's actually tactics that you can apply or implement into your life to make that happen. So that's what the mission is. Um, and, and I just look at every day, my thoughts, words, and action, are they going towards that mission or away from it? And I make those decisions very simply based on either or. You're listening to The Grind and Gratitude Show. I am Danny Stone, and I've dedicated my entire life to helping people win. Win in their careers, win in their businesses, and win in their lives. This podcast is going to help you get on your grind and hustle to create the life that you love and walk in gratitude along the journey. Each episode, I'll teach you tools and tactics and bring you conversations with experts that will help you turn your passion into a thriving online business. Life isn't about wishing for something greater. It's about making it happen. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. Welcome to the Grind and Gratitude Show. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. If you are an avid listener, you know I got mad love for you. I am Danny Stone, also known as Coach Stone. And on this episode, I have a very special guest for you guys. You guys are in for a treat. Uh, I just got to tell you a little bit about this guy before I tell you who he is, you know, before I tell you, before we jump into this. So Mike C. Rock Scirocco is the CEO of People Building Inc. Love the name of the company already. And the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of movement. He's a performance coach, an author. The guy's a speaker, a visionary. He's a thought leader. Um, he's been featured in Yahoo a few times. Uh, First in Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders uh, to follow in 2020. Man, that's amazing. And he's on a mission to, to build people. He's, he's all about inspiring people. And he's all about helping people to achieve greatness. And, and you know that's what this show is all about. C-Rock had a fire lit under him at an early age. This fire ignited him to, to, um, uh, with fierce desire to compel people to step into their greatness. And, and, and I, I love that. And he's no stranger to setbacks. He's definitely had setbacks in his life, but he's built a highly successful mortgage division with his friends twice. In 2020, he was named the num um, named number one on the list of top mortgage professionals by Yahoo Finance. Man, Yahoo Finance loves this guy. Uh, whether, whether it's in uh, with his business partners, his employees, clients, anyone looking to excel their businesses or their personal lives, he's all about uplifting others. Um, C-Rock li lives in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, with his wife, Jennifer, of 17 years. Man, I got to ask him about that. Um, and their two kids, Nicholas and Sophia. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it, man. I start every interview that I come on to with gratitude, um, speaking of your show, but uh, I, I just, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to come on and share with people and humbled by the fact that people want to hear my voice in the first place. So uh, it's an honor, man. I, I appreciate it, man. I love that. I love the way that you start. And again, you know what the show is called. Uh, I, I want to start with like, you do so many things, man. Like you're, you, you got all kinds of things on the go. I was listening to your podcast the other day. That's fire. You're an entrepreneur. You know, I know you manage a team of 40 to 50 people. I know that. You're a coach. How do you find time to do all of these things? Well, you know, I live by my calendar, man. I mean, uh, I pack my calendar tight uh, with intention and I live by it. And, you know, and I love what I do. So that's 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 the secret behind it. Intentionality with your calendar. You know, you can tell the success of a person by looking at their calendar. You know, I heard that and many times. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to me how many people and the fact that I didn't in the past live by my calendar. It's It's just. If you're not doing that, it's it, you're kind of just roaming around and and living reactively, and that's just not going to accomplish much. So there, everybody's got plenty of time; uh, they just don't realize it. And you know, I do time management drills and and coaching. I have a course actually; it's coming out soon, uh, time management course, because uh, I thought that was such a big a big topic that people need help with. And so, yeah, that's how I do it, man. But but when when did you learn that? Because that's I mean, right now there's people who are struggling trying to 
you know, get their goals off the ground. They have 10, 12 different balls in the air and then they just get deflated because there's too many things and they can't take action. So when did you learn that? Was that like, there had to be a point where you didn't do that and then you just learned it. Well, you know, I, I played football in college and when we were playing football, you, when you get to the college level, it's more of a job. So they, they have a strict schedule. They keep you on structure. So I learned it then and uh, probably let it go a little bit after that. Uh, and then when I started in the mortgage industry and managing and, and developing a division of, uh, uh, of loan officers and teammates and processors and all that, like we had to have some kind of structure there uh, in order for me to accomplish everything I accomplished and the meetings that we needed to have with them and things like that. So, but then it really got dialed in when I started doing the podcast, because when I started doing the podcast, I had to obviously set appointments, right. For, for to be on shows and have people on my show and, and travel a lot speaking and everything. So then I had to get really coordinated. And I also became really focused on this big mission that I was on a couple of years ago. And so I said that if I'm going to do this and I have this big mission out here, I got to make sure that every thought, word, and action I take goes towards that mission because it's either going towards it or away from it. There's no in between. So my actions, that's the part of the calendar, right? My actions have to be documented and they have to be going towards it. And the only way for me to measure that is to have a calendar. And so that's where, where it took place. And now I live by the calendar, like the scheduling link on Calendly. I have an assistant that helps me with it. It's that important to, to push those resources towards that. Man, I love it, man. Talk, talk about the mission. Talk about the mission, because I think what you just said was so important that a lot of people might have missed that. It's like your calendar and your, the actions that you take every day are moving you towards a bigger mission. And I think maybe that's the disconnect for so many people. They're juggling all these goals and they all seem disconnected from a bigger mission or purpose. So, so talk a little bit about your mission and purpose. Yeah. So if you could just, just imagine if you had to, uh, I don't know, let's say you're trying to cut down a tree and you didn't know how many chops it was going to cut down this tree with this ax you had. And you were, and it's like a big giant tree. One of the big ones, like redwood or whatever they're called. Right. And you're hammering away at that thing. And your hands are starting to get blistered and bleeding and, and your arms getting tired. And you just don't know how many times it's going to take to hit this tree down. Right. And so uh, when you, the, the whole point with this is that if you have the end game in mind, you want that tree to fall one, you know, let's say you have the blueprint and know how many times it's going to take to knock that tree down, how many chops it's going to take. Well, if you know that you can plan accordingly, you can understand, maybe pace yourself. You can also like push through the blisters because you know, you just need to hit it three more times. Right. So as far as the mission I'm on, I know the end game. I know where I'm going, which is to inspire hundreds of millions of people with the story of the rocket fuel concept. And, and I, I, I've coined it a law now, because if you implement what I'm about to tell you, it, it, it happens. Um, and to become unstoppable. I like know. I want people to feel and be unstoppable until we're plucked from this planet. We can achieve anything. And it's not just a, a woo-woo like mindset thing. It's not, a, it, it's actually tactics that you can apply or implement into your life to make that happen. So that's what the mission is. Um, and, and I just look at every day, my thoughts, words, and action, are they going towards that mission or away from it? And I make those decisions very simply based on either or. I love this. So where, where did you get this mindset from? Like, what was your life like growing up? Did you have role models? I know you played football as well. Like, where did you get this mindset? How did you develop this, this mental toughness? So a couple of things. So I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my parents ever together. Um, so I just did the every other weekend thing with my dad and custody battles and child support things. I always remember hearing about. And, you know, uh, when I was eight to 11, I decided to move in with my dad and his new wife. And I just wanted something new. My mom was on to her third marriage. Um, and I just wanted to, my dad brought me to dinner and sold me on the idea. So I moved in with him and, and for three years, it was a very, you know, a lot of conflict going on, mm -hmm. a, a time of a lot of conflict. And during that time, uh, my, my step parents were getting involved and there was conflict. Just everybody didn't get along and it's just a mess. Right. Yeah. And I dealt with a lot of emotional, psychological and verbal abuse during that time. Things were said to me that should have been said about my mom. Threats were made to me. Things just weren't done right, man. And, and, you know, it got bad. But I know I'm not telling you this to feel sorry for me because I know people have had it worse. Um, but the point of the story is during that time, I got to about 10 or 11. I was like, I'm done with this, man. 
So I was coming home from my mom's house after spending the weekend at her house. We're going over these hills in the car in southeastern Pennsylvania outside of Philly. And she's like, what's the matter? And I was like, tore up inside. Like I didn't, I got real anxious when I had to go back home. And she said, you're, you're not feeling right. Like something's not right. And I said, well, yeah. And I, then I opened up and told her, cause a lot of times when you go through abuse, you're afraid to share because one, you maybe don't feel people will believe you. You might be getting in trouble by the person that's abusing you. Right. You know, there's things that go through your mind. So I shared and opened up and it was freeing, but it's scary at the same time. And she said, that's not normal, Mikey. You know, they used to call me Mikey. That's not normal. You, you shouldn't go through that. Like that, I can get you out of that situation. But if I do file these court papers, you got to be committed because when you believe in something in life, people are going to try to talk you out of it. Absolutely. And what's the point of believing in something if you're going to let people talk you out of it? So you need to stick to your guns. I remember that phrase, stick to your guns. I took that to mean stubborn. <laughs> and so I've been told many times in my life that I'm stubborn, I'm hardheaded. And I wear that like a badge of honor because you know, stubborn has a bad connotation a lot of times, right? Yeah. Well, but it's not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. And if you look up the definition, I'm big on definitions. If you look up the definition of stubborn, there's two words in there that fire me up and I'm sure it'll get to you too. It's called, or it says perversely unyielding. Perversely, not just unyielding, perversely unyielding. Now, if you want something in life and you have an ideal life in front of you and you're perversely unyielding towards it, you're going to get it. Yes. And so, or you're going to get darn near it. So uh, I took that advice. I went home um, and I sat, I was coming home from school several times. And when I came home one day, he finally had those papers served to him. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. And I go and he says, uh, go to your room. Now, Danny, my dad was my hero. He had a masonry company. Um, real rough hands, big forearms, did very well for himself. He always carried a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And I always looked up to him for that. Like that was right. so cool to me, hard worker, like, you know, and, uh, when I was a young kid, I always looked like, I couldn't wait to go to his house every other weekend. I was always excited to see my dad, man. And, you know, so my hero comes back. And one thing that always got me is that he never really stood up for me in front of me to the person that was doing the stuff, like nothing physical. I, I was not physically abused, but the, okay. the, the other stuff, right. And I, I never understood why that, like that was still to this day. I can't figure that out. Like what, what the heck? So he confirmed that I wanted to move to my mom. He confirmed with me also that I, you know, do you know, they don't have any money there. Do you know, like you got everything you need here? Like, why would you want to go to that? And you know, when I heard that, I'm like, stick to your guns, stick to your guns. So I didn't discuss it with him. I said, no, I made my decision. He said, okay. So he took that wad of hundred dollar bills out of his pocket. He peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Wow. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not telling you this to be, because let me tell you what happened. One, I'm stubborn. Remember? So I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, okay, is that how it's going to be? I, I'll show you. You're not, you're not, you know, determining my life. That's not how it's happening. And the other thing is I I've always been a helper. My mom told me when I was a young age, three to four years old, she always said, you're going to be an inspiration, man. You're a leader. She programmed this in my mind. And I remember that before I even knew what those things meant. I just knew that I was supposed to be that. So then everything I did in life was I started going towards that direction. I was a leader helping people, even when they didn't want help. <laughs> I would try to help people. Right? <laughs> you know how that is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, with that, so that at that moment, a, a fire got lit, right? A fire got lit right there. And for 30 some years, I've been driving off of that fire subconsciously. I knew, I knew I was doing it, but subconsciously, I didn't really understand the power, but that's what I was doing. And for 30 some years, two years ago, I started to look back in my life. And I lost my mentor, my stepfather, George, who stepped in for my dad um, when I was 11, which is a perfect timing when a kid is turning into a man and he needs to know what a man is supposed to do and how he's supposed to take care of things. And, um, taught me right from wrong and all that. So uh, I lost George. We lost George uh, two years ago and, okay. and um, sudden heart attack. Well, after that, I started thinking about my life. I'm like, all right, now it's time to pick up the torch, man. Like I got to figure some things out here. So I look back and I said, no matter what happened to me in my life, why does my graph keep going up? All my areas of my life, why does my graph keep going up? Physical, relationship, financial, business, professional. And I came to realize is that everything that was coming my way that would stop normal average thinkers or slow them down. I was stored in my tank mm. instead of my trunk where it would weigh <laughs> you down and converted it into rocket fuel to become unstoppable. It. Man, I love that. 
So that's what, it, that's what happened. So I coined that the rocket fuel concept or law now. And the thing is, is if this is why it's a law, if you can take everything that's designed, you think is designed to stop you or slow you down, roadblocks, self-sabotage, discouraging people, any of that stuff. And you can com- like convert that into fuel. You're not just removing it, but you're taking everything out of your way, giving yourself a propellant and thrusting forward and you become unstoppable. Mm. So uh, this is something that happens in my life when I have a setback now or something happens, somebody lets me down or whatever. It hits me first. I get that feeling like nobody likes that feeling, right? I hate that feeling, matter of fact. Yeah. But I recognize it immediately. And then I act upon it. I don't get in denial. I don't, I say, all right, this is a setback. I recognize it, accept it. And then bang, let's go. Where's the opportunity? Because Danny, most people wait a year, not a month, a year, whatever, or their whole life to see why that happened. Why was that happening to me? What was the opportunity? And they look back and they're like, oh, I see it now. But why wait that long? Do it now. Yeah. Like do it when it happens. Look for the opportunity now. You're missing opportunities. So that's what it's all about. Um, and and I can go into more, but. Man, that, 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 that is such a powerful story, man. I mean, you know, being at that young age, going through that with your dad. And, you know, I, I experienced a lot of um, verbal abuse from a family member as well growing up. I was stupid and all these other things. and. I think that the thing that you said was really interesting was there's like a self awareness and a self evaluation that has to go on. And a lot of people just want to lock those negative things or those things that didn't uh, were holding them back. They want to leave it locked away, but they don't realize that it's, it's still with you in your subconscious mind. And until you deal with it, it's it's, or or, or in your trunk or in your trunk in the trunk. Yeah. In the trunk. And so yeah. you're saying to people like, just, just deal with it. Like it's better to deal with it now. So it doesn't manifest and turn into something, you know, that's really going to hold you back or could be detrimental to your health and wellness. Right. Right. Exactly. And you got to convert it. you got to use it. So I always think of myself as driving down a road and my gas tank is going low and that light pops on. And then, you know, we all play the game. Like, let's see how far I can take this thing, right? <laughs> it says 10 miles, but I probably got 20 in it. Right? But what I do, I'm always thinking to myself, like, where's the next fuel spot? Where's the next gas station? Where's the next tank of rocket fuel? Where is it? Where is it? I'm looking for it. So you start looking for problems. You don't run from them. You, you start look like aggressively looking for them because you need that fuel. Right. And so the point with this is, and I say rocket fuel for a reason, because when you get to outer space, it takes rocket fuel to get out to outer space. The further out you get, the further away from gravitational pull you get. And that's all that toxicity and negativity. And when you get out there, you're further away from that stuff, but you don't need it as much anymore. When you get to outer space, you need less fuel. And we're all trying to get to this place where we can live a life where we pick our problems instead of people throwing problems at us. And so that's why I say that. And it's very important for people to understand that. Let's get to that place, man. Let's become unstoppable together. Let's all unite. Let's put all the problems aside, all the differences that we have with each other hash them out, stop playing victims and blaming people for things, take responsibility and let's make it happen. Yeah, that's it. I think the key is really about responsibility. Like you are responsible for your life. Nobody can make you happy. Nobody can make you successful. I think that's a real message because we're always looking for some, if I just connect with this person, then they can help me launch my business. If I can just get on this person's podcast, then they'll help me to do this. If I can just find that right woman, then she's the one that's going to make me happy. And I think we have to take ownership for our own life, right? And I see that a lot with people. If I could just, if I, if I could just connect with this person. Yeah. And so I love the fact that you said that, man. Yeah. So, now you do need to look for that though. I will tell you, like I go through days in my life in the mornings where I'll be like, who can I meet today? that's going to change my life because people do change your life and people have everything you need, but it's not, you, you should never rely on one person or one of anything and, and try to think about abundance. Like that's what I'm always thinking about. Not yeah. to be greedy, but abundance leads to survival, man. Like if you're, if you're just trying to get by and just have just enough, man, all I need is enough. Like I'm, th- that's the, the wrong way. And it's not greedy to go after abundance. You can right. be thankful for what you have. Don't get me wrong. But, but at the end of the day, all of us, as good as you are, as good as you do, you're going to have something bad happen to you. Yeah. And if you're just trying to get by and you're just what I need, how do you know what you need? Because you don't know the bad stuff that's coming. Right. You follow me. So yeah, yeah. So that, so how do you deal with no's? Like when in no's and rejection, how do you deal with that? Like when you, you know, you're about to close a deal or you know make a connection, the deal falls through. How do you deal with all of those those types of things? The only problem with rejection is that you don't have enough people to go ask a question to. 
if you have a ton of people to ask and somebody tells you no, you're like, all right, on to the next. Now you still try to close the deal. You still try to do what you can, or you, you try to get your, you know, your, your, your way or whatever you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, it hurts really bad when you don't have the next person to ask. Yeah. All the people in my business and mortgages, like our mortgage loan officers that have one or two deals going on or only have one or two real estate agents sending them business, everything's a 911 to them, man. <laughs> Everything, man. Somebody says no. Somebody calls, oh my gosh, all the, because there's scarcity. You see, they were just trying to get by. They thought that two real estate agents referring them business or two or three loans a month is good enough. If I could just get those two or three loans, it's good enough. No, dude, you need massive amounts of numbers and that solves a lot of the problems, if not all. So rejection to me is, it means that you don't have enough opportunities. Mm, I like that, man. I like that. And, and, and so talking about the mortgage business and the real estate, how did you get started in that and build like this massive team? Like, how did that, how did you get into this? Well, and the funny thing is you say massive, right? I don't think it's big enough. So <laughs> I'm thinking like, man, we're small. We got to grow. Like I lost a, I lost a, a loan officer the other day and I'm like, and I didn't want him to go, but he grew out of our, our group. Like I build people. So sometimes they go take risks. Right. And uh, I'm like, man, we need to get more people. Like this is, you know, so it's funny. It's all perspective. Right. Yeah. But um, I, I started out as in-home sales and I decided to get into real estate and I hated showing people houses. Like I, I hated <laughs> driving people around and I just, this wasn't me. So I had a buddy that I was sending the, my customers to, to get uh, pre-approved and get a mortgage. And it was my best friend, Chris. And I told him one day, man, I want to come work for you guys. And he's like, nah, man, you don't want to do that. One, because I was sending him business. And two, because he was concerned he wasn't sure if I would make it because it's all commission, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd already been on all commission for 10 years. I, you know, <laughs> it, I was going to make it happen. So, <laughs> so I drove an hour and a half each way for five years. Get, not getting home until like 9, 9.30 at night some nights. Getting up early and driving. And, you know, I had a new, new son. Um, you know, relatively newly married. It was tough. And I did it anyway. And I, I had great success the first year, double my income the second year, just grew, grew, grew. And then I started to try to, here's a key for everybody. I tried to be as valuable as I possibly could. I wanted to be the most valuable person on the team, whether I was getting paid for it or not, I was just going to bring to the table more than they were paying me. And then that, that way, they, they, first of all, I'd be on like, they, they, they couldn't get rid of me. Like they, and I, I was a good guy. I wasn't like tearing like bad culture and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that, but I'm never going to be in a situation where somebody's going to let me go because I'm going to be so valuable to them. So this is my mindset. So I encourage everybody that's listening to this. When you wake up in the morning, how are you trying to be in your relationship with your wife, husband, parent to your kids, worker in your office or employer, whatever you, whatever your situation is, whether it's your church, your friendships, are you trying to be the most valuable person? Or are you just trying to get by? Because when you go for the most valuable person, not only do you feel great, but people cannot get enough of you and you create an attraction model where people want to be around you. And that's what it's all about. So Danny, it, it, it ties into that. And that's how, I, that's how I grew it. And so people started wanting to be around us and we started growing and adding one person at a time. And then before you know it, we had 40. Now, uh, I want to go to 100, 150. Um, it's going to take a lot of work and effort and, and we're you know, working on doing that now. But with this, the podcast and same thing with you do. I mean, I'm sure that nobody's paying you right now for your shows. <laughs> Not yet. Mine, right. And I, and you ain't paying me to come on your show. Right. People don't pay me to come, but, but we do it anyway, because we're trying to be value. We're trying to put value out there to people. And eventually you keep, keep giving and giving and giving. And all of a sudden you get paid more than you're worth. Yeah. See rock. I think that's a great man. That, that is such a, a great lesson for people. I'm the same way. You know, I've just been a giver my whole life and, you know, my background is in managing training for and, and coaching for big organizations. And I did the exact same thing you did. I just became so invaluable that I just get I just kept giving and helping and coming up with solutions for for problems that weren't even a part of my team. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's a, a good lesson for people right now who are kind of feeling like they're living life in the middle is, is, is start with your relationships. I love the fact that you said start with your relationships. And just be as valuable as you can. Be loving on, love on people, be there for them. And then that'll permeate out into your job and your career and your business. I love the fact that you yeah. said that. 
Yeah. Don't wait for somebody to ask you to do something like today is an example. This is just, I was just thinking about this. My best employees are the ones that do things without me asking them and they go overboard and say, Hey, I did this. I know I'm not sure if you needed it done or not, but I did it anyway. Cause I knew it would be valuable this morning. I'm waking up. My wife has a headache. I, I'm like, is there anything I can get you? I, I got your coffee here. I got Tylenol, got a banana to eat with the Tylenol. Anything I can do for you today? Anything you need for me today before I go down and go attack my day. And, and you know what, man, like that, that, to me makes me feel good. But to her, I mean, you know, I don't want to have my wife complaining and nagging me because I'm not doing something around the house, mm-hmm. which 17 and a half years, trust me, we've, there's been times <laughs> and I'm sure I've given her some crap. Right. <laughs> but, but the reason that our relationship has been successful is because I always look at myself first and see what can I do to make a difference instead of complaining about something she may not be doing or something that I see that's really a reflection of me anyway. Right. Man, 17 years since we're talking about your wife, like what is it, what is it with that 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 your relationship has that has kept both of you going and staying in the relationship when you're trying to build this business and you you're really trying to be out here in the world and make a greater impact? Like, how does she get on board with your vision and how do you get on board with what she's trying to do? I think it's knowing each other. Like she my wife knows when I want something, I go get it. And it's not like handed to me. It's not like a spoiled kid. It's just that I go, I'm perversely unyielding, man. I got a shirt. We got, we got shirts made and all this. This is important to me because you need to tell people about you. So we wear it like we have, we have a shirt that says stubborn, the definition <laughs> now perversely unyielding. And then also see C rock. He knows that about me, man. I and love I, it. <laughs> but, but it's all good. Like ethics. I don't, I don't try to like, I want something bad. It's going to hurt someone. It ain't about that. But she just knows me and she knows she'll give me her opinion. I'll ask her opinion and take it to, to, to heart. But at the end of the day, she knows I'm going after this and I'll support her. If she wants something she wants to go after, I'll support her too. And I think that's what it comes down to. And we just pick up the slack for each other when we need to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, and, 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 and this is a really great point. I think we should, I should ask this question because right now there's somebody out there who's like, I have a big goal or a dream and my my partner just doesn't support me. And maybe they're at this kind of place in their life where it's like, do I pursue this dream? Because I know that it's the thing I'm meant to do, but my partner's not on board. What, what advice would you give somebody in that situation? Well, anytime in life you have something, uh, there's intentions and counterintentions. And you got to decide which one's more powerful to you because the counterintention is usually more powerful. It's going to win. But you got to be also looking if you really want something, are you willing to give something up? And sometimes that is relationships, unfortunately. And, but what I would do is I would make sure the communication's there first. You communicate, share each other's dreams, you share each other's goals with each other, and you look to make sure that you're in alignment somehow. And sometimes when you want to help and support your partner, there's things you have to give up. But your dreams should not be one of them. Really hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Grind and Gratitude show. I just wanted to take a minute to ask you a question. Do you have some big goals that you just need to get done? Do you have some goals that you've been working on for years and years and you just can't manage to get them done? Well, let me help you. I have a brand new system that I'm rolling out called the Get It Done system. I've been using this system with people for years to help them crush their goals faster than they ever thought possible and increase their productivity. If you're interested, go to IamDannyStone.com slash get it done. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I just I, I see a lot of people who are just really fighting with this. I have this dream inside of me and either I don't know how to do it or like you said earlier, you're just around a lot of people who have a, sort of a limited limited mindset, right? Because they're in a job that they really don't want to be in. Their relationship might not be going the way they expect. And so you being the brave one to be to say, I want to better myself. Uh, sometimes those individuals just don't get it, right? They're just not supportive. Well, it's, it may not be that they don't get it. Uh, it's because they're threatened by it. Because that means they need to step up their game or they're going to look worse. Absolutely. Right? So <laughs> knowing that though, because people quit a lot of times because people give them that crap, right? But if you know that ahead of time, and then it's not easy, you still feel like, oh man, they're not supporting me. But if you really know that it's them doing that to themselves and that they're, they're just reflecting themselves, then you can handle it and you can push forward and know that if they're meant to be in your life and they really care about you, they're going to stick there. If they run, they didn't really care about you anyway. As right. long as you're on, like I said, if it's a dream to do something that makes an impact on the world, it's something that's good for people. 
you know, if it's that you want to sell drugs or you want to go and, uh, uh, you know, uh, do some illegal stuff or like, I don't know, like sleep with people and all that different story. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, cause some people have dreams to do that, by the way. That's like, true. You're not, there's people that, <laughs> I, you know listen, I, mean? like, I grew up with a lot of people like that. So I know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I do too. And, I, and, and there's, there's, it's, it's gotta be an ethical situation and ethical, by the way, means good for survival of mankind. There's that. And again, I always break things down to either it's going towards that or it's going away from it. You're either building, you're tearing down. There ain't no in between. Yeah. You know, see, Rock, I love, I love, you know, one of the things I, I you and I really have this in common, it's about um, making sure that you're intentional with your words and that people really understand them. Because I see people throw all of the, you know, morning routine, morning ritual, live your dreams, passion. I see people say all of these things, but I think, I think you're right. It's really about understanding what that really means, like, right? Because it's easy to say, I'm going to do all of these things, but what does it really mean to you? And are you living it, right? Do you, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you see it inside of yourself? And I think sometimes we see other people have maybe the lifestyle that we think they have and we want it, but we really don't know why. We really can't articulate why it's important to us. And I hear you, you know, inherently say a lot about values and beliefs. And um, that's what I hear, uh, uh, you know, it's underlying and it, just the way you speak, it's all about your values and your beliefs. You know, talk a little bit about that and how you use that as a part of rocket fuel for you and, and to project yourself forward. Well, what you just said about looking at other people and them have, I can, I, I just did a quote the other day on this, you know, it's never as bad as you think it is in, for you. And it's never as good as other people perceive it to be. <laughs> So when you're looking at other people, it's not as good as you're looking at it. It's not. They're dealing with stuff that you don't know about. They did stuff that they had to do to get to where they got. You don't know about. And for them, they don't, they, 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 most of the people, I don't think anybody's where they want to be. Right. You know, and they don't think it's good enough and they, and they don't think it's as good as you think it is. So very, be very conscious of that. But um, values, man, you know, I think my thing is, is that I, like, I want to go back to being a kid again and be a superhero. <laughs> I feel like a superhero. Superheroes make people feel great. They save them. They come in to save the day. I want to make people feel like my heroes made me feel. Mm. So when it comes down to values and beliefs, I believe that. And I believe that, you know, I, I, you know, again, some people have to apologize for the beliefs. I don't apologize for my beliefs. I believe in God. I believe that I was created and all of us were created on this earth with unlimited potential, not physical potential for our bodies necessarily to do everything, but our minds, our spirit, can accomplish whatever we want to. And we'd be naive to think otherwise that our uh, omnipotent God, all powerful God put us on this earth with any limitations. So to me, when I wake up in the morning, if I'm not going after it, if I don't feel like it, I say, do it anyway. It'd be a slap in the face to my creator that to, to not go after what I've been given. And so that's the way I look at it. That's my belief system. I look at it as an ethical, moral, spiritual obligation to make things happen and help people and keep pressing and see how far I can take this thing. Uh, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, God has a mission and a purpose for all of us. And so how does that, how does faith play into your business and the types of decisions that you make? You know, what would you say about that? Because I, I don't really hear, maybe you do, I don't hear a lot of, entrepreneurs really talk about faith in terms of business and, and, and the decisions that they make. I, I don't hear well, it on a mass scale. Have you heard the people say, uh, I got to see it to believe it, man. <laughs> I ain't believing it until I see it. <laughs> right. Well, guess what? You ain't going to see it because you didn't believe it. You need right. to believe first, man. And you, when your mind believes something, then you start to see opportunities all around you. You start to see things. So, you know, um, I just believe, like, I see the end game, man. And most people aren't clear what they want. They're not clear on their ideal life. That's another problem. Yeah. Well, how do I get clear on my ideal life? Well, what do you want? What right. kind of life do you want to live? Where do you want to live? Who do you want to live it with? Stop right. put, putting limitations on things. I don't care where your family lives, where you're from. I don't care about any of that. I want you to write down, if you had a lamp and a genie came out and gave you wishes, and you anything you wanted, no limitations, right. what would you write down on that paper? And then continue to write it down every day and go make your decisions to go towards that life. Right. And don't believe, like, don't, don't, don't worry about uh, uh, seeing it first, believe first. And then, so my business, I believe we're going to get somewhere first. Then I tell my team, I tell them about that belief. I tell them about the vision. 
and I let them know what we get, what it's going to take to get there. And then we go attack it. And then we don't worry about setbacks and we don't worry about $100, $1,000, even $100,000 problems because we're going after billions. Yeah. And, when you, and when you go after billions, even if you never get the billions, you're not worried about these small problems anymore. You're looking for bigger problems. And so it changes everything. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you a real quick story here because this, sure. this hit me this week, man. Okay. So, so I've been on this mission for a little while here, podcasting, uh, wrote a book, Rocket Fuel, which we'll talk about. Um, meeting people like crazy on purpose, of course. Clubhouse is like just thrown even more fire on it. Yeah. Or gasoline on it, I should say. Um, and I, I wasn't sure exactly why. I just felt like, okay, I'm supposed to be getting known. And if you listen to past podcasts of mine, I'm like, I'm doing this to get known on a global level because I can impact more people, which is fine. Yeah. But I really was meeting a lot of people too that I, I maybe didn't fit my coaching uh, programs that I have, may, may not you know, maybe higher lid levels, let's say, than to read my book or be coached by me. They may be more advanced, right? But I'm meeting right. all these people, making relationships. I'm like, what good is this going to do besides mentorship, possibly? And I was just trying to figure this out. Well, then I'm DMing people on Instagram and LinkedIn, and I, I like to connect with people that way. And somebody answered one of the, the direct messages on Instagram, and I responded back to him. And I set up a call. I looked at his profile, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Let me set up a call with this guy. So we did an Instagram live with him and I just talked to him and chatted. Right. And we hit it off. I love the dude. His mission's awesome. My mission, he loved, we connected. And now we're in tech development of a product that's going to change the world. And, but, but, but like this part about this is that the marketing part, you're going to have to find people to help finance it. You're going to have to help people that want to use it. People that want to put their products in like this, this, I can't get into the details yet, but the point of this story is Noah in the Bible, whether you believe the, in God, you believe the Bible, whatever, you, that doesn't matter. Put that to the side. I believe it, but put that to the side for a second. There's a story in a movie about Noah and Steve Carell was in it and he was building this ark and he was told by God to build this ark or <laughs> if you don't believe in God, his intuition, right? He didn't know why. He's just building. And this, this ark, there's a, there's a, I think somewhere in the United States you can go and they have a, like a model of it, but how big it to scale actually was. I think it's like four football fields long, right? Wow. Huge. He didn't know why he's building it. There's no rain in this area. It's not, it's not rain here. Like there's no water. Like, I don't even know why, like, why am I, his beard's growing out. All this stuff's that. happening. I remember. Animals are being attracted to him. People are laughing at him, ridiculing him. He doesn't know why, no, no idea why this is happening, but he keeps going with what his intuition is or what God was telling him. And before you know it, obviously then it started raining and a flood happened. And that's, we know the end of the story. But sometimes in life, you're going through things and you're getting intuitions or you, things, people are coming into your life and, and, and you got to say yes to it. Because as you're going through it, you got to say yes, because things will happen and they'll start to build. And then eventually the, the, the movie or the, the end game comes to your appearance like, oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why, man. But if you didn't say yes or take the actions and keep going after it daily and consistently grinding. Um, you know, I did 300 podcasts last year, like mine and, and interviews. 300 others, 300 Man, that's a lot so, of podcasts you know, you know how you know how to, how hard that is i did that because i i just knew that that was the way to go for what i was doing i, I don't know exactly what now i know <laughs> now i know and now i'm going to change the world i'm going to have my team and i are going to make an impact in this world and i'm i'm fired up about it and and when i come on a podcast danny by the way i'm just an ordinary dude man i come on a podcast i want it like this is some mind stuff. You guys can play this too, but this is what I go through in my mind. I want to be one day where like Danny goes, dude, I had, I had C rock on my podcast. Like <laughs> That dude that did that. I had him on my podcast. So every day I wake up, I think that in my head, I got to go out and make Danny proud. Right. And you, you don't believe like, this is like some crazy stuff that goes through my head, but it propels me. And that's how you become unstoppable. These are little, little parts that are in my book that help you to become unstoppable because you can play tricks on your mind and then you just keep going. And, uh, but that's, that's what we're going to have happen, man. You're going to be like, man, that dude was on my podcast. <laughs> I'm already like that, but you know, I think C rock, <laughs> I think like you, I, 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 I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe because of the way I was raised, um, my family is very gregarious. We always used to have people around and, you know, our family was just, we just attracted people. And I think I, I that was passed on to me. And so I just treat people like people. And I think it doesn't matter their status or their title or how much money they have. 
there's a point where people just want to get treated like like normal people. And I just have this natural curiosity about, about people and seeing people win and how they got where they're going and, and or got where they are. And I think you're right about this attraction because sometimes you connect with people and it doesn't even logically make sense. Mm-hmm. But you have a conversation with them and then like you, <laughs> you end up starting a company with this person, like, you know, or, or, or something that's going to change the world. And I think there's something about all of us that we, I always say we should live our life a little bit like we're on vacation. You know, be curious about things, uh, have conversations with strangers, don't stress over things that you have no control over. And, and it seems like that's a little bit of how you've been living your life. And then you've attracted these really amazing opportunities. Like, I know you were working with Grant Cardone as well, right? Yeah, he wrote the forward for my book. I, I'm mentored by him. So uh, a lot of people are, but I'm, I go as deep as I can go to, you know, I invest a lot of money with him and his programs and just to be around his thought process. And he wrote the forward for my book, Rocket Fuel. Wow. I and mean, so what, what's a, well, I'm sure there's a lot, but like, what's a big thing that you learned about yourself from like working with Grant? Man, uh, there is a lot. Um, really though, to understand that, we're put on this planet and to be unlimited. Like you, you have no, we're all thinking too small. Like every time that we put a goal out there, it's way too small. And you, you know, you just got to think big. And if you think big and you're perversely unyielding towards it, you're going to become unstoppable. Now the perversely unyielding part is mine. So if he tries to take that stuff because he hears it, cause he, <laughs> I, I'll get on him, but, uh, but I got a lot from him. I mean, everything I do is inspired by what he's, what he's taught me taught a lot of people. Um, and the power of this, I just did a video to send to him, uh, just to let him know something, but a lot of people talk about what their mentors do for them. And what I, what the powerful thing to me is, is that what he's done for me allows me to impact millions of people now. And so his legacy can spread, even though I don't talk, I talk about 10 X a lot. I got it right back here, but I mean, I'm going through the C rock brand. What are you made of and all that? Cause I want to do my own thing. And and, but I'm inspired by him and using his stuff and his, his legacy lives on through that. And then mine will live on through that because of him. Yeah. I love the, I love the idea about legacy. What, what do you, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I mentioned it earlier. I want people to feel like the way my heroes made me feel, Yeah. yeah. you know, and when I leave your show or I leave a conversation, people are like, man, when's the next time I get to talk to C-Rock? Yeah. Like I, I need more, I need more of like, and it's not about me ego wise. So, so let me clarify. It's not about that. It's about the impact that I have and the feeling that I give people. That's, that's what I want. And that's the legacy. So when I leave one day, they say, man, like, man, he just made you feel like unstoppable when you're around him. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the, I love the, the passion that you have. And I think like when you're around all these big names, like when you go to speak and there's other big speakers, like how do you kind of just step out there and just be like, I'm C-Rock when you know that another big name just spoke before you or you're in a, a meeting with someone else? Because sometimes people are intimidated when they're next to or in the arena of somebody who they look to as being successful and it almost dims their own light. Like they kind of just step back from that because they're not stepping in their own personal power. Well, look, look, see the smile. Like I, as, long as, I, as long as I'm able to smile, man, it cures everything. But at the end of the day, I keep looking at things and saying, look, if they can do it, I can do it. Because if yeah. you don't think that, then you're, again, naive. And it's disrespectful to your creator that puts you on this planet. Because that's, the, the creator put us on this planet for all for a purpose. And, you know, to me, like, I look at that and I'm like, well, I got this. I always say to myself in my head, this is where, what are you made of podcast came from? The name is, I talk to myself a lot. What are you made of, man? What do you got? You've been through all this stuff in your life. You got this. Like I'm built for this. I got this. So I I'm constantly saying these things in my head, man. It's yeah. like, I, I'm probably crazy a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just believe that man. Like you tell yourself and build yourself up, but nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, some people may come along, but at the end of the day, when you're by yourself, this morning when I, by the way, Wednesdays, I get up earlier, an hour earlier than I usually do just to keep myself off balance and being comfortable and complacent. I hate getting up early. Uh, that, that extra, the night before I'm like, oh gosh, I got it. man. then I have this conversation in my head, man. It's like, you don't need to get up early. Why are you doing that? You know? <laughs> and then this other, like the other voice is like, no, do it anyway. Right. Shut them up, do it anyway. And then in the morning, the alarm goes off. I hop up. I'm like, do it anyway. I got to do it. I don't feel like it. I'm going to do it anyway. And um, so that's, 
you know, I'm always talking to myself. Oh, so what I'm saying is in the morning when I wake up and I'm by myself, the family's still in bed. It's dark, you know, wintertime here, Maryland's cold. I, I don't, uh, I don't like that cold weather and all this stuff, man, I'm going through this conversation in my head all morning. Like, come on, man, you got to get your <laughs> ass together. There's people relying on you. They want you, man. Let's go. Let's go. And so that's how I do it. That's how I, I, I don't. And I, the other thing is there's some great people out there, but at the end of the day, like I'm shooting for further than where they are. So, you know, that's, I, I look, I think I look at it the same way you do, man. I, I just feel like I'm here for a reason. I don't care who I'm in a room with. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter because yes, that person may, may have be able uh, an ability to connect with people, but so do I. And I really need people to understand that you, there's something special about you. You know, I end, I end my podcast saying that I end a lot of my posts on social media saying there's something special about you find out yeah, what it is yeah. and live it out loud or grind until you find well, it and be grateful. Well, the other thing is if you're supportive of the other people and wishing that wishing them well and encouraging them as well, then it helps as well too. Because That's some true. people like hate on other people and they, you know, they try to, you know, and it, it ain't about a competition. It's about dominating your space. Yeah. It's your space where you are like, where, yeah. how can you dominate today? You know? And so that helps too, but no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm so, so, so <laughs> but do, do you have a do you have a, like a morning ritual like how do you wake up in the morning because when people see you, you have all this energy you're ready to go you're like you're certain like how do you like how do you wake up in the morning what do you do well so you know i i just get up man i mean i <laughs> i wake up usually on my own on the regular days of time but um the, the wednesday i gotta do early i set the alarm once a week and i pop up man and i go do my stuff i gotta do my stuff i got i grabbed <laughs> First thing I wake up though, I say, thank you. I go through and I wiggle, this sounds corny. I wiggle my fingers and toes and like, all right, man, I got hands and feet. Let's go, man. This is awesome. Some people don't have hands and feet. I gotta, I gotta like, I owe it to them to make something happen with these hands and feet. I got a voice. (laughs) Some people can't talk. I got to make something happen with that. I owe it to them. I think about people like that. And so then when I get up, I'm rolling dude. And and I go do my stuff. I drink big hydration is important. I drink a big thing of water. Uh, every single morning, just get hydrated, make sure. And that's, that's where some energy comes from. And then I go hit the gym and uh, tear it up. I attack the gym like an animal. I don't go to the gym just to go to a workout. Like I go there with intention to de- actually destroy the the weights or whatever I'm getting into. And I'm 40, almost 44. I'll be 44 in what, a week or two. Wow. And I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm seeing you, man. You're pretty fit. I'm like, man, <laughs> this guy's over here like beating everybody up, you know, I love it, man. You know, uh, so that's, that's definitely a part of the kind of discipline where you, where you get that. Like if you can get to the gym and just really put in that hard work, if you can do that for your health and your wellness, then, you know, you can do that in your, your personal life and in your business and, and, and all it's that mental. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental. I go, yeah, I love that. It feels so bad in there that I'm like, I can take on anything besides this. This is, you know, so yeah, man. I love that. So I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, first, um, you said you have the courses. What, what kind of courses do you do you have right now? So the book Rocket Fuel is coming out. It tells about the story of my life and things that I went through to come up with this concept and how I've used it and implemented it. And it also talks about some of my mentors in my life that uh, I've taken their stuff and implemented and used it and it formulated Rocket Fuel. So um, that book is going to have a program behind it, which is we're working on right now. Uh, digital training, basically showing you how to become unstoppable, how to feel unstoppable. Yes. Um, and then we have a training platform that's going to come out for time management that's uh, being wrapped up now. So nothing's ready yet, except for the books coming out February. And then also we're having a rocket fuel coaching group once a week, Monday evenings. If you DM me coaching group on Instagram at Mikey C rock, uh, I'll get you the information on that. We have a landing page being created. It'll be done anytime now. It's cheap too, man. 97 bucks a month just to come in, wow, that's coming cheap. into a group and become unstoppable, man. That's like that's what we're going to be talking about. Everything that we talk about in there is going to have to do with getting a feeling of being unstoppable and then going acting on it. Right, man. That's great. And, and, and so why did you, why did you come up with the book? I mean, you know, I, I've written uh, one book alone and co-written with the, you know, nine other people writing the book is it's discipline. So why did you, I mean, you're busy enough. Why did you decide that you needed the book? Well, I think part of it was like you said, discipline. I wanted to prove I could do it. I'm not a, I'm not like 
the best in the English class. I'm not the best speaker as far as the, the words that I use, the Queen's English, so to speak. <laughs> but I wanted to prove I could do it and I wanted to get the message out. And then I think that I can market it better than a lot of people can market books. Um, and then obviously to me, a book is something that you can build off of and develop a lot of products off of and an actual movement around. And, you know, we're starting a clothing line called Rocket Fuel Lifestyle, and that's going to be around that, that whole concept. So there's all kinds of things that can come off of it. So that's the way I thought about it. No, you got it. You, you said it. You created a whole movement from the concept to a book, to programs, to clothing, to speaking, you know, around the podcast. I, I love it. It's a whole it's a whole movement. And I love the fact that you're just all in with it, you know, because sometimes people write a book just so it can get them something, just so it can get me mm -hmm. a little bit of authority. And then the book's on the shelf and they never really do anything with it. So I love the fact that you're creating this whole movement around rocket fuel and letting people see go from feeling like they, you know, they're limited to limitless. I, I love that, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to ring it out. Like I, I'm not doing it and spending all that time and all the grind it took and <laughs> headaches and all that kind of stuff. I got to get something out of it. So that's what I think about. <laughs> You're definitely getting something out of it. All right, see, Rock, I got two more questions for you. I ask everybody these questions. You know, what does grind mean to you? Doing things when you don't want to do them that need to be done. Love it. That's Plain it. and simple. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And, and you mentioned this earlier. What, what does gratitude mean to you? So, you know, I wake up in the morning grateful and I'm all throughout the day and I start the shows off like that because what happens with gratitude is it's impossible to complain when you're thankful for something. It eliminates anything to complain about. We all got stuff to complain about. Like we can all pick things to complain about, man. Like, so gratitude just makes it disappear. It's like a magic act and it makes you feel good. And it tells God or the universe, or whatever you want to say, I say, God, I believe in God. It tells God that uh, you want more of what the, what he's given you. And that's, that's what it means to me, man. Wow, man. You know, thanks so much, man. I, man, I think this was, uh, was really, it's going to be a very powerful and enlightening episode for people. I think people are going to really learn a lot about your journey and what, and, and really see themselves and what, what they're here to do. You know, right now you, with COVID being over and the struggles and people trying to figure things out, I think people need some guidance, right? Right now they need some kind of marching orders. They need some inspiration, and they need someone to light a fire under them. And, and so I just want to want to thank you for coming on the, the, on the podcast, man, because I know this is going to help baby. a lot of people. You're welcome. And thank you for having me, man. I've enjoyed it. Great interview. Good job. No, nah, nah, this is great, man. So, so thanks a lot. And um, I'll definitely uh, get back to you. Uh, it'll either be this Monday or next Monday. And I'll have a bunch of graphics and stuff like that. I'll send to you, but man, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it, man. You dropped some real knowledge bombs in there that I think a lot of people are going to, going to really benefit from. So appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the grind and gratitude show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to grindandgratitude.com for show notes and more information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will tune in. And let me say this, there's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it.